With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni. On VSIN, the sports betting network. Lots of overreaction worthy headlines as we welcome you into this overreaction Monday edition of the Lombardi line on VSIN, the sports betting network, and DraftKings network as well, alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Got a great next hour upcoming. We'll get into the doubleheader tonight on Monday Night Football. We'll be joined later on this hour by VSIN NFL analyst Mike Pritchard, former NFL wideout as well. Um, but, Michael, what a freaking wild day it was yesterday in the NFL with some of the huge upsets that we had the monster scores how often you see 70 points put up in an NFL Mm. game Uh, just really really uh, a fun day a fun Sunday overall how many people that play Madden put 70 up right that would be a great question like all these people that play Madden that think they know football and they're all on Twitter being the experts and all that like how many have they scored how many times have they scored 70 I don't even know how you score. I don't think you could score 70. I sit up in the – when I was at the combine, the last pass quarterback's throw is a seven cut down down into the corner. And I would sit there with whoever I'm sitting next to and say, we won't complete three out of ten. And this is against air. This is like not even defender there. And usually it's three out of ten we complete. So, like, against air, I don't know how you score ten touchdowns. Like, I don't know how you make this many – it's impossible like, this is one that knowing Sean as well as I do, like, somebody's paying a price for this. Like, somebody is going – like, there's some accountability that has to come through here. Like, and you can't just say we're on to the next game. Like, you just can't say, okay, that's it. We're you, just going to – that was a bad day. This is not a bad day. This is not a bad day. Yeah, you can't this just flush wor- – you can't just flush getting dropped by 50 points as an NFL no, organization. no, 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 no. No, not when you not when a team scored ten touchdowns and 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 basically eight of them came on six plays or less, and five came on three plays or less. That's five touchdowns. That's not five play. Five touchdowns occurred on three plays or less. And 
They didn't have Jalen Waddle. That's like another thing that I, one of the best wide receivers in football isn't out there on the field with you. But I mean, Tyree Kill was phenomenal. Tua was phenomenal. Uh, Mostert was doing big things. I'm curious too, Michael, real quickly, because I know last week when we were doing your top five NFL teams in your power ratings, you were really trying to avoid the eye test and focus everything in on your numbers. And the Dolphins didn't make the top five in those numbers. Like... I'm very curious once you get through things and re-rank where Miami sits ultimately oh. because you have them with just absolute domination to this point. The offense has been tremendous. They're 3-0. and A Dallas Cowboys team that is upset by the Arizona Cardinals in the spot this week. And then San Francisco, who's been pretty consistent. And the Chiefs have just had a blowout win. So, like, the order and ranking of where you put these teams, I'm going to be fascinated by. Well, and look, Denver's going to be in the bottom because when you give up 705 yards, that's like three oh, yeah. games, right? So your numbers are going down there. I mean, Miami will give up yards. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, De Denver scored right away. Denver got right, you know, it was 7-7, I think, all of a sudden. Then it became 14-7, and then it just got too fast. But, I mean, Miami's not exactly the stellar defense. I mean, that's why, you know, people are wondering, how are they a dog up in Buffalo? Well, the week before, they scored 24 points. And, and Buffalo's defense over the last two weeks, I mean, they, Buffalo yeah. got, got nine sacks against – now, Washington's offensive line is terrible. We know this, right? But they've played really good two weeks in a row. And Buffalo's defense will – trust me, McDermott will watch the Belichick tape and say, okay, this is how we play them and this is what we have to do. I think the difference in this Miami team – after you get past all the explosion and all that, is McDaniel calling run plays. Yeah. He get rushed for 350 yards. They didn't do that. They were 31st in the league in rushing attempts last year. He got preoccupied. But this offseason, you could see, and we said it this summer, and I wrote it in the summer guide, that he was trying to run the ball more. Mm -hmm. And that's really made their offense harder to defend. And I know, Michael, that's something we talked about a lot because Mike McDaniel is somebody who made a name for himself by like being a run game coordinator and orchestrating what he did for the San Francisco 49ers. And now we're seeing those dividends be paid here with the Miami Dolphins. And because you talked about the number there against Buffalo this coming week, Miami getting two and a half points at the Bills. And so they win by 50 and they're an underdog. Meanwhile, the Broncos lose by 50, and they're a road favorite against the Bears. Does that say more about the Broncos or the Bears and how bad they really are? It is hard to find redeeming qualities in this Bears team, Michael, who so many people felt confident were going to be taking steps forward this season, seem to just this be show. regressing. They're not, they're not on this show. No, they're, no. The, the, they're not on this show. I mean, I don't understand. I could never understand this love for the Bears this offseason. I mean, last year they were they were horrible. They were horrible last year in in, in in pretty much every single stat. I kept and and all they did. I mean, they were 32nd in in points allowed. They were 29th in yards allowed. I'm talking defensively. Mm -hmm. They couldn't stop the run last year. They were 32nd in touchdowns allowed. 31st in yards. You know where they did do decent was they played better pass defense, but they in yards per attempt they were the worst team in football offensively and defensively. So, like, I never got this. Like, and the reason last year they were the exactly as the same as the Colts, their margin of deficit was 8.5. Now, the Colts threw it 35 times a game. The Bears only threw it 22 because they didn't want the quarterback to throw. But but I'm done talking about the quarterback. I'm done talking about about him. If they want to keep playing him, God, God love them. That's great. I've seen enough. I've seen it for two years now. 
That's it. The Bears are going nowhere. You might as well put a fork. All the Bear fans, they owe me another apology. I mean, I told them about Trubisky. They didn't listen. I've told them about this one. They're yelling at me all the time. So I'm done with that. I'm, I've moved on you, from that. You don't but want to just talk look, about Justin no Fields, Michael. Quality. Yeah, you don't want to talk huh? about Justin Fields. I will here real quickly just to give you the numbers from yesterday. 50%, 11 of 22, uh, 99 yards, one touchdown, which came in garbage time, an interception, sacked three times, hit five. So the porous offensive line doesn't help. The fact that the defense can't stop a nosebleed doesn't help. But I feel like in all areas of this team, whether it's on the field or off, we know the dysfunction with their defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, last week. The comments from Justin Fields about potentially being overcoached. He looked not only robust, not robotic, but uh, inaccurate. So a yeah, lot of things. Yeah, supposed to be better this week. Yeah, so it was just a, a lot of things that, that didn't look great. Um, but again, that is why, despite being at home against a terrible team in the Denver Broncos this coming week, they are a three-and-a-half-point underdog. The Chiefs, who, by the way. I, I, would love to, I would love to listen. Now, Chicago, this is a homecoming for Sean Payton. He's grew up in Chicago. So this is a homecoming for him. He always loves to go back and play in Chicago. So this will be fascinating to see how this goes. Because, you know, what are these Bear fans? I mean, they've just watched. They watched the Packers put 38 on them with Jordan Love. They watched the Bucks basically, you know, do what they wanted to do against them. And then they watched the Chiefs. This game was over before Taylor Swift had her first drink. <laughs> oh, let's, by the way, because the Chiefs are playing the Jets this week at MetLife, Let's not subject Taylor Swift to both Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. So I know she has a place in New York. There, people were asking if she was going to go to the game this weekend too. Let's just not subject our girl to that. Also, Don't Michael, you think it was a little. Aren't they rushing this a little bit? Like, I, I mean, a little like, soon to be you, meeting the family, right? Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like, I mean, you know, but hey, let's Bel- Belichick would say this might be his greatest catch of, the, of his career. I thought that was a great line. I got in way too deep, by the way, yesterday, Michael, just coming up with potential song lyrics for Taylor Swift. If she were to put out a next album about her and Travis Kelsey not working out. I said, I remember one of them was like, you treated our first date like a first down. You crossed the line. So now I'm not around. I was way too, way too into it. Um, if you want to see those, go to my Twitter at Storm Bonantoni. I was getting deep in the weeds there with my Taylor Swift content. Diane am, Warren over here. I'm I didn't here know for we had it. Diane Warren on. Uh, if yeah, she needs it. a yeah, ghostwriter, if she needs a ghostwriter, Michael, just know I'm available for the football puns and quips that she needs. Uh, we we do have action though coming up tonight. We have a Monday night football double header. First, the Philadelphia Eagles, a five point favorite in Tampa, taken on the Bucks. Total 43 and a half. That line down from six and a half. So we did see a good amount of play with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then the Rams are in Cincinnati, taken on the Bengals. There have been questions about Joe Burrow's availability. We talked to NFL insider Jordan Schultz in the first hour. If you, you miss any of that conversation or any of hour one, make sure you download the Lombardi line in podcast form. You can get all that information. But Jordan Schultz telling us that um, he certainly thinks there's a decent chance that Joe Burrow does play in this spot, but uh, he's going to be in, in pain. You know, this calf injury isn't just going to go away overnight, but he's a competitor that's pushing to play. Cincinnati up from a two-point favorite to now three total. 43 and a half just early thoughts on the Monday night games for you well look I think Matthew Stafford's played really well and I think that's been the reason this Ram team that I think Raheem Morris and I think Raheem Morris has done a great job I also think this is Sean McVay's best coaching job and Sean McVay will have a really good plan tonight against Lou Amaromo's defense he also knows Zach Taylor one thing about when you play Cincinnati you you have to match their talent it's never about their scheme 
They don't do anything to confuse you. They don't motion as as we talked about in the last hour. They're in eleven personnel. The quarterback's in shotgun, and you got to stop them. Most people have doubled chase and said, "Okay, Higgins, you beat us." and see if Burrow can do the things that Burrow needs to do. What I think people lose a little bit of, of understanding, Burrow leads the league in passes deflected at the line of scrimmage. He did it last year for as big as he is because that line gets pushed. Jonah Williams, their right tackle, has not played well, and their inside players have struggled. This offensive line isn't where they need to be in the month of September, which is the same thing you could say about the Patriots, you could say about the Raiders, you could say about the Broncos. A lot of these lines aren't playing to the level they need to play, and that creates problems for the quarterback. So I, I like the Rams. I think the Rams are – look, I don't think the Rams are a great team. It's 17-17 at the half against the Niners. They just – they kind of – when he's got to throw it 55 times, it's a problem. But I don't know if Burrow can throw it that many times, and they don't have a run game to rely on Mixon. And I know you feel, too, this could be a game with some live betting opportunities. So a little bit later on this hour, we'll yep. give a little bit more betting perspective on this game. I also have a play in the Eagles-Bucks games. We'll break that down with Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, a little bit later. But when we return here on the Lombardi line, it's time for Step Into My Office with Mr. Michael Lombardi next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see the changes in action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match that public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. 
appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? You got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business. It's time you and me had a private talk when you're stepping into my office. It's Step Into My Office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Ooh-wee. After the games we saw yesterday, Michael, there are some people in the NFL that need to have a seat at your table and have a little bit of a talking to. So how about we start with head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Mike McCarthy stepping into the office after what was the worst, largest upset loss since 2006 for Dallas as they go in an 11-point favorite against the Arizona Cardinals, lose outright. Um, After allowing just 10 points the first two weeks, they let up 28 to Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. If Mike McCarthy's in your office today, Michael, what, what are you talking to him about? Is it a, a bad sign for the future or just a bad game? You know, you can't let this game beat you twice. So the best thing about this game is your team's going to be focused this week because you got the Patriots coming in at 425. Patriots coming off a win. The Patriots can match up to you physically. Can they match up to you talent-wise on the perimeter? We'll see. But the greatest thing about this game is any loss in the NFL for a good team is you refocus your team. And you can refocus the areas that you must improve on. You, you didn't lose this game because you took them lightly. You lost this game because you're one for five in the red zone. You lost this game because you had 10 penalties. You lost this game because the first five drives of the game, the Cardinals scored and you got behind 23 to nothing. So all those things are fixable. All those things are in your control. And the further you stay within the things that you can control and not worry about what's tomorrow, you're going to be a much better team. Now, we know you had a ton of injuries, but that's also a good thing because your guys got a lot of playing time, you know, and you're going to need these guys the month of September, the rest of this month, October, November, and December as we go ahead. So spin this forward. Spin this forward. Take it as a positive. The medial barrier, which is great. You know, Stephen A. got his laugh in last night. He loves that more than anybody. But let them all enjoy it. But now you got your team's attention. And I think what you really got to focus on is that defense is not letting it get to their head because they let a team average 7.4 yards per carry on them. Well, and that's when they had no business doing that. That's what I'm thinking, Michael, is from the media standpoint, maybe these guys were letting the clippings get to their heads a little bit, reading their own headlines, thinking that they were holier than now. And then you have a team like Arizona that comes in and beats you down that way. You mentioned the penalties, 13 penalties for 107 yards and offensively one of five in the red zone. So maybe this is the wake up call that Dallas needed to get on track moving forward. Uh, How about Vance Joseph? Because, yes, he is still employed. So he is going to go sit down at the desk of our own Michael Lombardi after what was just a brutal defensive performance. And when I say brutal, I really mean historic as the Miami Dolphins put up 70 points, 726 total yards, second most in NFL history and the most since 1951. What does Vance Joseph need to hear right now as he approaches this coming week? Well, we got to figure out what, what can we do well? It's really not complicated. Like we can't right now when you give up 70 points and you give up five three-play drives or less for touchdowns and you give up six eight six plays or less touch eight or less six plays or less touchdowns it's really about we do nothing well so today we have to sit in the meeting room with the entire defensive staff and decide who are we and what we're going to be and we're going to practice just that our call sheet's going to be as small as it can be because right now we can't execute we can't tackle we can't get off blocks We can't stop the run. We can't stop the pass. So we're going to go back to ground zero. 
And you've got to go back and decide, these are the five things we do well. And you've got to stop Curly in the boat. You know, Curly in the boat is, we're going to drill one hole to let the water out of the other hole, right? So now we got two holes in the boat. That's what you did yesterday. You made two holes in the boat, and all of a sudden they got 70 points on you. That's classic Curly in the boat. You've got to figure out what you do well and stay with it. And don't get bored. You may have to call cover three 7,000 times between now and December. But at least you'll get better at playing cover three, and you won't give up 70 points. The ball won't go over your head every play. And you'll give your team a chance to win. Your job is to give your players a chance to win. And adding more scheme isn't going to solve your problem. So, so you got to go back to fundamentals. It's a far cry from the defense that made us believe Denver was a quarterback away when they went out and got Russell Wilson. So um, we'll see how things yeah. are able to play out here moving forward. How about Robert Sala as he steps into your office after telling the media yesterday that his quarterback, Zach Wilson, is still the guy that gives them the best chance to win. A guy who in the 2021 and 22 seasons was the first quarterback since 1970 to have the worst passer rating in the NFL. He also has the worst rating to start this season. Michael, if you're talking to Robert Sala, what are you telling your team at this point uh, as it pertains to your quarterback? And are there any other options that you're telling him to go seek? You know, Robert, you have a credibility problem. The more you stand in front of the media and you tell the team that Zach gives them the best chance to win, they're going to think you need to go to Pearl Vision Center because they don't believe it. (laughs) Now, I know you're protecting the general manager, Doe Douglas. I get that. And you're being a good company guy. But you're the leader of the team. And if what you say to the media affects the locker room, no one in that locker room thinks that you have a chance to win with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Now, the other problem you got is your defense isn't playing very well. You're not playing like a top five defense. You're nowhere near the Baltimore Ravens or the 85 Bears or any of that. You just gave up over 150 yards to the Patriots, and you knew they were going to run the ball in the rain. Like, it's not a surprise. Oh, my God, they ran the ball. Really? It was raining. It was windy. They weren't going to throw it that much. And they still ran for a buck 50. And last week, you gave up 130 yards rushing. So let's cut the nonsense out about being an elite defense. Let's fix that. But that's something you can control. Your credibility is at stake here with Wilson. So you got two issues. You got two fires burning. And you only got one fire truck. And you got to put them both out. And that's going to really come down to you being in the best interest of the team. Do what you have to do to protect the team. And that means bring quarterbacks in. Now, I know the offensive line, You can't, don't call Matt Ryan, he'll get killed. He'll say no. Don't call Carson Wentz, that's not what you want. But you're going to have to call somebody. you got to get somebody else in there. I don't care who it is. At least it'll uplift the team. Yeah, and if I'm the players in that locker room, I'd rather you be real with me than lie to me to try to make me feel better because it's not working. We all know what our eyes see. We don't need Pearl Vision Center. We see what we see just fine. And as it pertains to that Jets defense, Michael, um, they're going to be in for a little bit of an awakening here with the Kansas City Chiefs this week, a nine-point dog taking on that potent offense who, I mean, you saw the numbers they put up with Patrick Mahomes not even playing the majority of the second half. Let's close this thing out with Matt Eberflus, head coach of the Chicago Bears, your favorite team in the NFL, Michael. Um, They are what we thought they were coming off of the worst Mm -hmm. results in the NFL last year. They have been brutal to this point. Justin Fields has not delivered, and they fall to 0-3 after a tumultuous week on the field and off. Chicago holds their own first-round pick and the Carolina Panthers' first-rounder in next year's draft. Panthers, by the way, also 0-3, so good potential standing for that one. What changes? 
changes need to be made for the Bears to the point where could Eberflus save his job given the way that things have played out so far? Well, the good thing, Matt, you got a family that owns the team. They don't like to fire anybody. They, they'll hang on to a coach probably a year too long if they have to. So, you know, but you're in this situation. Your GM put you in here too as well because he wanted a year to see what Justin Fields could do. But now we know. And I've been saying this for a while. You're going to have to work around it. It's hard to work around. The problem is you're not good enough on defense. You can't get stops. You can't get turnovers. Your whole defense is built on creating turnovers. Your whole defense is built on getting the ball away. It's never built on stopping anybody. It never has been. But your front isn't good enough. So you better figure out how you can play to where you're not getting the ball thrown over your head. And you got to try to stay competitive. Look, you're in the Tampa game. you got a chance to win that game. It's 2017. Your quarterback throws a pick. You know, you got a chance in the Packer game, you let it slip away. You got to forget about that game that happened in Kansas City. You're not, you, you got a lot of injuries. You weren't ready to play. You got to try to get ready to play against Denver. And you got to lift the morale of the team because you got to hold everybody accountable, including yourself. But it's hard. It's hard when you know you don't have enough good players. Michael, 30 seconds. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey, he steps in the office. What advice are you giving him about Taylor? Well, I think the best thing you can do now is lay low. We all know you're dating her. Like, we don't all need to know about it. Like, just lay low. You, there's enough Travis Kelsey on the airwaves, whether it's your commercial with all the things. Like, lay low. It's all good. You got, you got as Belichick said, you're, catch, you're catching the hell out of the ball. <laughs> I have never known Travis Kelsey to lay low, so I'm very – interested to see how this whole thing plays out michael a fantastic edition of step into my office way to tell these guys what they need to hear set them straight we've got to step aside but when we come back our own mike pritchard will join the program we'll get his perspective and analysis on the monday night football doubleheader as well as pritch's points reaction from this past weekend in the nfl This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line. Worlds are colliding. We've got a subscription contest going on between the shows here at VSEN, and we need your help to win. Up for grabs is a $1,000 voucher at Circa Sportsbook to be used on a Super Bowl futures ticket to sweeten the deal for you. You'll save 40% when you sign up on your football season special using the promo code Lombardi. Bragging rights and a $1,000 futures ticket on the line. Make this football season your best ever and help us do the same. Save 40% off your football season special today when you use that promo code Lombardi. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe and use that promo code Lombardi. Welcome back into the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. And as we always do on a Monday, we welcome into the show Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, former NFL wide receiver and CU buff, won a national championship with Colorado, which yes, we will talk about your team in a moment. I'm very curious how you have adjusted your power rating, by the way, on the alma mater. But I want to start with Monday Night Football here, Pritch, because we got two interesting ones coming up tonight with the doubleheader. The Bucks and Eagles first, followed up by the Rams at Bengals. And I feel like that's the game where most eyeballs are on right now, trying to figure out the status of Joe Burrow. We've seen that number. It opened Bengals a six and a half point favorite got as low as one and a half now three with optimism that Joe Burrow might play regardless like what is your viewpoint on this game how are you approaching it from from a betting perspective well from a betting perspective Stormy and Michael great to be with you I think uh, um, game time decisions for a quarterback that's not good 
<laughs> in other words, I don't know if Joe Burrow practiced all week, right? I mean, it's it's more important for him to be healthy for the game instead of preparing uh, for a game. And he's got to prepare for Aaron Donald. He's got to prepare for Rams defense that knows him well or knows the scheme well, because the Cincinnati Bengals are the Rams East. You know, uh, if you think about Zach, if you think about Sean McVay, you think about the coaching, you think about the schemes that they want to run. Uh, it's it's pretty much a, a mirror image of, of each other when you think about the, the 11 personnel, the scheme and all that. So Joe Burrow, who has not played well yet, uh, who's not comfortable with this offensive line yet, uh, who has the injury, uh, is a game time decision. So, I, I mean, I hate to do it. I, I'm, I'm high on the Bengals. I hate to do it. But I, I mean, from a betting perspective, uh, the only side I could I could lean towards is the Rams right now. Yeah, I agree, Mike, and that I think people don't always understand how valuable it is when you've worked with somebody and you know how they think and how they game plan as you get ready to do the game planning. Right, right. I mean, it's uh, you, you try to go off script. You try to break your tendencies if you can. Uh, but the Cincinnati Bengals, they haven't gotten in the rhythm yet. Uh, they haven't even established their identity for the 2023 season yet. So, uh, you, I mean, if you're the Rams, you know that they want to do that. They want to establish all that. Their core plays are going to try to do that. Uh, so you're going to have a wrinkle or two to kind of make it more difficult for Joe Burrow and a guy who's been injured, too. So uh, I, I think if you're a defensive front uh, for the Rams, you're trying to get after the quarterback. Uh, they can't run the ball all that well. They haven't really established a physical presence either. So. Uh, if defensively, I think the Rams will be locked in in terms of how to stop and slow down the Bengals offense, even if Joe Burrow's out there. And, and I understand, like from Joe Burrow's perspective, being a competitor, wanting to get out there on the field, it's been a bad start for the team. You don't want to be in too big of a hole, but to the same token, like if you are the Bengals, you want your quarterback to be available when the games matter most down the stretch of the season and competing for an opportunity down the line. And it just seems hard to believe that they're going to continue to push him through this injury before he's ready. So um, we'll keep an eye on it. Like I said, today, right now, the line sitting Bengals, a three-point favorite at home, total 45. How about Eagles-Bucks? What are you looking at? Well, I'm looking for consistency, or at least I'm looking for the Eagles to try to build on uh, being one of those consistent teams. Uh, like right now, uh, and uh, we, I, we might say it, really, I mean, Miami uh, and San Francisco uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, we, we've seen that, right? Mike Shanahan going to the Hall of Fame, perhaps, too. That could be the all-Shanahan uh, situation uh, next year at the beginning of the year. But, uh, no, those two teams, Miami uh, and San Francisco, they've established themselves as highly consistent teams. I mean, every team has talent. Every team uh, tries to create an edge, Stormy, but yet which teams can emerge to be more consistent I, I think today's the day, or tonight's the night, uh, that we, we have to see Philly uh, at least try to build on what they've established or be, be more consistent uh, than what they have been so far. Uh, Tampa, you know, scrappy team. I think Baker is a scrappy quarterback. Uh, they'll make some plays, but I'm looking forward to Eagles uh, to have a day tonight uh, and play well. I mean, I, I'm not going to bet it uh, because I'm still looking to see uh, if the Eagles can, you know, capture that consistency. But that's my lean. I would lean towards the Eagles right now. You think we're overvaluating Tampa? I kind of think we are. I mean, they beat Minnesota in the opener. I know it's hard to win in right. Minnesota, but they kind of won that. Minnesota moved the ball. They Again, they turned it over in the red zone. And then last week, it's a 2017 game. Stormy said this earlier in the show. You know, it's 2017, and their defense made a play. But 
there was ample opportunity on the tape for Chicago to make plays. I get the sense that Baker's played better than we expected him, but it's still not good enough. Right. I agree with you 100%. I mean, I think uh, I use scrappy uh, to describe uh, Tampa Bay right now, and they are. You, you know, they take advantage of opportunities if they're given to them, and they have been. I mean, Minnesota turning the ball over and uh, Justin Fields turning the ball over. I mean, those those are the kind of opportunities. I mean, you're supposed to take advantage of that, uh, and I'll give credit to Tampa Bay for doing that. Uh, but by no means are, are they uh, a team that I'm looking to be highly competitive this year. I, they're scrappy. Uh, and, and when the opportunity is given to them, uh, they'll definitely take advantage of that, though. Yeah, I think we saw that week one, too. Like, I, I didn't particularly love Tampa Bay in either of the first two games, but they took advantage mm-hmm. of situations. They were scrappy, to right. your point. And, like, even week one against the Vikings, where they were significantly outgained by Minnesota, took advantage of turnovers on on, mm-hmm. on the Vikings side of things. Um, here with Mike Pritchard, VEASAN's NFL analyst. And, I mean, it was a pretty crazy Sunday altogether from what we saw mm-hmm. yesterday. As we get to Pritch's points for the day, what were some of your big takeaways? I tell you what, the AFC South is something in terms of trying to make some money. Um, uh, I was on Lombardi line with Femi and Mike Palm uh, on Friday, and I discussed, they said, don't, don't be so quick uh, to go after those Ravens, because I think the Colts, uh, they're one of those teams that could cover that number. Or in fact, you know, if you think about it, uh, actually get the win. I mean, Gardner Minshew uh, certainly has the experience. And that's the whole thing. The Colts are an experienced team. They just had a young quarterback that they needed to mold, but uh, Anthony Richardson w- wasn't available, but here you go. The Colts uh, got the job done. Uh, so I, I, I thought uh, from that standpoint, that was interesting. Shane Steichen doing a great job too. CJ Stroud is given the Texans uh, the ability, in, in my opinion, uh, to build this thing the right way. I, I mean, he's looking the part. He's playing very well. Uh, he's doing what he needs to do. Uh, does he have a long way to go? I, I think so. But with this offense and the fact that this offense can help you be be efficient, uh, uh, he's playing to that to that level right now. And so I think he gives the Texans a chance uh, to get it right, you know. And then I don't know what's going on in Tennessee. I, I sent over the fact that I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors because I'm watching them kind of dictate, well, not even dictate, react to what Cleveland was doing defensively with their offense. It means that you don't have an offense if you're Tennessee. Uh, and there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. If they don't have Derrick Henry going off and running well, uh, I don't know where they can turn. They've drafted quarterbacks the last two years. I don't know where else they can turn uh, if you're Vrabel. And then defensively, you know, I, I don't know if they have enough players on that side of the ball. So it, moving forward, I'm looking at Tennessee differently. Uh, I'm looking at them as if they are David Copperfield, right? Uh, a, guy, uh, a team that's going to use a lot of smoke and mirrors to try to get victories on Sunday. Yeah, Tennessee, you know, when they can't run, they can't get anything done. So let's shift to the Jets. What would you do, Mike, if you're a player in that locker room and you've watched Zach Wilson two times, two weeks in a row? What would, and I know you're, you're a team guy and you're very polite, all that. I mean, what do you, what sense would you, you've been in this locker room? Tell us what's really going on in there. I mean, there's no trust. There's, you can't rely on the guy. Um, you're going to try to encourage him because he's a young player. Uh, I think if I'm an older player on that team, I, I'm going to try to encourage him. Uh, but at the same time, I'm going to be going to the coaches and say, okay, what are we doing here? What do we need to do here? And I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett knows what to do, to be honest with you. And that's a shame. 
uh, that that they might not know what to do or what direction to turn to. Uh, and that gets very, very frustrating. I, I think uh, if you, if I'm a player, if I'm a young player in that, on that on that roster right now, um, I'm trying to do everything I can to stand out. Uh, I'm trying to do everything I can to certainly help us win. But, you know, you're looking at your future. You don't know what's going to happen uh, with this organization or with this team. And you hope that Aaron Rodgers can come back, uh, but you just don't know, right? He's an aging quarterback too. So I, I think the Jets were all in. Uh, with their chips in the middle of the table, and now they're scrambling because they have bupkis uh, for a hand. Uh, and so I, that is incredibly frustrating. Uh, I've never been in that situation where you really, truly go all in like that, uh, and then you don't have anywhere else to turn. So uh, hopefully it won't boil over. We've seen it on the sideline already boil over a little bit. Uh, hopefully they can, can kind of contain it and, and salvage their season a little bit. Pritch, I'm sad we ran out of time here, but glad that we'll have you back on the program, obviously, on Friday to get your perspective on breakfast in Boulder. Great stuff, as always. We'll be right back here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every game day. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of these epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Tonight's options with the Monday Night Football doubleheader. Looking ahead to next week as well. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with the code VEGAS, V-E-G-A-S. New customers bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Use that code Vegas. The crown is yours. And boy, has this show flown by today as we wrap things up here on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi and Stormy with you. What's up? Can I can I give you a little credit today? I mean, like, you know, losing your last survivor ticket. You've handled yourself really well today. I'm proud of you. 
You, you and Femi both. I mean, Femi was out last week. Now he regrets it, you know, because he was taking Cleveland this week, which would have put him in pretty good shape. But you, you're handling it pretty well. I'm impressed with you, Stormy. I, I thought you were going to be depressed the entire day. You know, I've kind of I was I was big mad yesterday, and my dad and I still haven't even talked because we we were doing the contest together, and um, yeah. we we exchanged like two text messages yesterday, and they were just gifts of misery, and we still haven't gotten on the phone to talk yet because he, I know he wanted. We went back and forth between whether or not it would be the Jags. Kansas City, if we wanted to use them earlier, save them later on in the season. And then he wanted Seattle. And I really was adamant about not doing Seattle. So we ended up going with my pick. And so I just don't even want to hear it from him because I already know he's going to go in on what you the woulda, shoulda, coulda. What were you against Seattle? Did you think that with Andy Dalton, you felt there was a chance, right? I did. And I, yeah. I, I, I just. Mean, I could see that. So that I just I don't want to hear the woulda shoulda coulda, and then I already know, and because yeah. I know my dad so well, and I love him to death, that he's gonna stick with it and still do what his picks would be the next few weeks, and until he loses one that he would for sure pick, he's gonna be mad. So um, yeah. I'm just treating that game essentially the the Texans Jags game yesterday like I mean, Baltimore shall not be named. I mean, yeah, it's the Italian in him. Yeah. I mean, I get that. You know, I get that. And look, Kansas City would have been a lot of people did play Kansas City. I think that was the conversation and the people that were choosing between Kansas City and and Jacksonville were going. But I think it just shows you how hard this contest is. I've said this many times. It's I think it's the hardest contest out there. Look, the picking five winners is hard. Don't get me wrong. But this one and done, you know, is really, really hard. So. I, I'm I'm impressed. I, I want to be on the record as saying I'm impressed that your your ability to hang in there. I'm you know, a professional. I would have been a little bit more angry. I mean, I'm still. You know, I I, I still haven't gotten over some of the losses in my career. So I'm pretty pretty there, impressive. There are some. I, I like a couple years ago when I lost in the COVID season and Ben Roethlisberger gets. COVID and he's not allowed to play in the game and we don't find out about that until after you submit picks like there are there are games like that that like really stick with you because it's just a brutal beat it's a pick you never would have made if you got the opportunity if you knew all of the information ahead of time versus this one where it was just the Jags sucked and it wasn't their day and I knew yeah. that they weren't going to win right away and after already escaping with the win on the Giants last week that I did is like okay you know you probably can't win two weeks in a row that way so you just got to accept it and move on. I'm a professional, Michael. In the TV and radio world, we can't let the audience at home know what's really going on behind the scenes in our in our brains and our hearts. And this is what we got to do. We I just got to move I on. Get it. Um, I let's, get it. Let's uh, do our pro tip here of the show today because it does kind of lend to the Monday night football games tonight. We can give our final thoughts on the action that's still to come this evening. But this pertains to the Bengals-Rams game specifically, Michael, and maybe an approach that could be worth having tonight. So don't rush to bet the buck. This is a good spot to live bet. I, I think that's really important, right? We don't know where Burrow is. Can we just wa let's watch Burrow in the first quarter? Let's see his movement. Let's watch what he does before you click on. And then once you figure it out, I think then you take a chance and you go with it. And okay, look, he's either on or he's not. And the line won't be that far from where we are. Uh, the book's not going to adjust based on they're, – they're adjusting based on score, not based on visual. So I think that gives you an advantage as a, as a better to then make the correct decision.
I think that's a good angle to have. Uh, VEASAN Pro Tips, free daily betting tips on VEASAN.com. They're ser searchable by sport and by show. But yeah, maybe give this a live look instead of just running to the books or the counter right now with the uncertainty of Joe Burrow because whether he plays or not, um, it, it's going to be compromised in some way, shape, or form. So how does he look? And with this game too, Michael, and you talked about the coaching job that Sean McVay has done to this point, the Rams have looked a lot better than I thought they were going to here early in the mm -hmm. season. And I especially against the 49ers, because obviously I'm a San Francisco fan, so I watched that game very closely. I was really impressed with what I saw in that game, and they weren't going away. And in a spot like this against a Bengals team that hasn't really impressed very much and has a compromised quarterback, I kind of lend myself on the surface to wanting to back the Rams in this spot. I don't think I'll get there um, pre-flop at least. I think I might take the live betting approach as you suggest, but the Rams are certainly the way that if I had to make a bet right now, I would probably go. Yeah, I, I look, I think, look, here's the difference. I think Matthew Stafford's playing well. Yeah. Now, I don't know how long this can go, you know, it's the early season angle, right? You said if they're going to be good, it's going to be early. They're going to be good. And they're going to, if you're going to bet the Rams, you're going to bet them in September because they'll be healthy. And he's playing really well. He's throwing the ball and he's got got you know, and he's spreading it around. And McVay does such a great job tonight. Watch it and ask yourself when he, the receiver catches the ball, was it the scheme or was it the talent of the receiver? When you watch Cincinnati, a lot of it is the talent of the receivers that make the play because they are a talent-based scheme. And where the Rams do a great job of scheming, of getting guys open and making sure there's something there. So I, I think to me that's, that's why I like the Rams early in the season. And Stafford's playing really good. And the Cincinnati secondary isn't been in tune yet, nor has their pass rush been to the level it needs to be. This game, uh, we have seen the spread bounce all around. Um, early on, the opening line was six and a half. The Bengals were favored by. Got as low as just one and a half. Uh, sitting two even this morning. Now a little bit more buyback on Cincinnati as they are a three-point favorite where things sit right now. Where I do have a pre-flop bet, though, Michael, is in the first game of the night in Eagles and Tampa Bay, which we are seeing some Eagles buyback, and I am a part of that. That number now getting back up to five and a half, total 44 and a half. I laid the five with Philadelphia right before the show today. And I just feel, and I've talked about it a couple times on the show already, I just feel like we are giving a little bit too much credit to Tampa Bay because of the fact that Baker Mayfield hasn't looked terrible and that they are a right. little bit of a, a, a scrappy team but we have this expectation for Baker Mayfield to be bad and he hasn't been that bad but I also look at the way that the games have played out against Minnesota where they were outgained by 127 points and Kirk Cousins turned the ball over three times in the first half which gave them an edge early and they just held on and then week two you play the team that we have all agreed today is the worst team in the NFL and the Chicago Bears and it was a close game in the fourth quarter so I just don't have a lot of the same appreciation for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers knowing the talent that is on this Eagles team despite maybe a little bit of a slower start for Philadelphia I think that they should win by a touchdown or more yeah I mean look they gained 437 yards against the the the, the Chicago Bears but we know that now they haven't turned the ball over all season think about that they have yeah. not turned the ball over they're plus five and turnover takeaway they have not turned it over I'm with you I, I think we've overvalued Tampa because the two teams they play and don't have a win, right? Yep. 
and they, you know, they squeaked by Minnesota, and the game's a lot closer against Chicago. So I, I do think there's a little bit of of they they have the competition, and I I'm not sold that Baker's going to be able to do Baker like things, especially considering the Eagles need to get more out of their defensive front. You know, Jordan Davis, they've got to get more out of him. Carter, they get more out of him inside. Fletcher Cox, this is a challenge. This is the best defensive front they're going to play against. I mean, Minnesota held them to 242 yards, and we know Minnesota is not a great defensive team. So I think this is a get spot for Philly, and the line going towards you, it opened at six and a half. The steam that's happening, I think it favors Philly. I really do. I'm with you on it. And I think, too, there was a lot of just high expectations for this Philadelphia Eagles team to come out from the gump, gun, from this jump, guns a-blazing because of the run that they made at the end of last season. But people were not really thinking that the coordinator turnover was going to play a large role. But I think it does make a difference and a little bit of a slow start here, but just the talent they have. And if they play even close to their potential today, Michael, I think it's, it's a no-brainer even on the road. But that's just my two well, cents. Uh, I, I yeah, see that. I agree 30s. with you. I mean, there's no way Baker's not going to turn a ball over. He's got going three games without a turnover. I'll just say that right there. Yeah, I saw that 30 seconds on the clock, and I, I wanted to make more of my case, but time has run out on me today, Michael. Uh, fun show on this Overreaction Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. But for those of you who are joining us on DraftKings Network, Pablo Torres coming up on VSIN. It's Sharp Money. Thanks for listening and watching the Lombardi Lines. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.